The following program is rated TVMALV. It contains strong language, violence, and nudity. It is intended only for mature audiences. Here we go, Barflies. Welcome to the Barfly Tailgate Show. You already know it's done by Barflies for Barflies and all the other Bears fans out there. Good morning, gentlemen. It's week two. Uh, <laughs> we, we sat through a tough one, but we'll hit our intros and then we'll uh, we'll try to get into whatever the fuck that was and, and try to move on. Uh, Jordan, what's, what's going on out west? How you doing, brother? Good morning. Good morning, fellas. Excited to be here. Excited to talk Bears football. Chat, thanks for tuning in. It's going to be a fun one. I, I like Hugh Heaven say he has a bad feeling about this. G- good point, sir. You do. You should have a bad feeling about this. This is not going to be a pretty discussion about last week and probably today, but we're going to try to find some positivity in it and excited to be here. Absolutely. And uh, across the pond, my man, C-Dub, getting up with us this morning. How you doing, brother? You ready for today's game? What's going on? Hey, fellas, I'm doing great, mate. Yeah, ready for today's game. You know, it was such a frustrating shambles of a game last week that, you know, I'm trying to take the doctor's advice and move on (laughs) because that was so disheartening. But we'll get into that anyway. But, yeah, great, great to be with you this morning and uh, everybody in the chat. And uh, it's another another Sunday where we've got Bears football, so... You know, that can't be too bad, can it, fellas? So, yeah, great to be here with you, boys, and it's going to be a good cheer. All true, all true. Before we move on from last week, and we're going to talk about it a little bit. Um, I'm hoping not to linger on it, but uh, but it's very difficult when you lose to the Packers again. Uh, but uh, we'll uh, – Chris, I'll, I'll turn it over to you here in just a second. I just got to hit your little intro here. Kiss off, you grossy little wanker! 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 Shut up, you soppy wanker! Wanker! You're a wanker! Wanker! Stop being a wanker. You are a wanker, Andy Ma. And I'll be honest, I didn't know that was coming, but I'll say it again, you are a wanker. This is Chris Watts' Wanker of the Week. So the long-awaited return of Chris Watts' Wanker of the Week. Uh, you had such a 
wide variety of selections to choose from. But I'm ready to hear from you, Chris. Have you narrowed it down to one, or who's your wanker of the week? I can't, I can't just narrow it down to, to one wanker. There were so many wankers wanking off that day, I'm telling you. It was absolutely terrible. But I'm just going to give it to the whole team and the, all the coaches and everybody who's involved with Chicago Bears from the ownership right the way down, man, to the water boys. Uh, from top to bottom, that was an embarrassing show and they were all wankers for doing it. And some of the decisions and do you, do you want me to sort of give you my viewpoints of what I thought about the game or, or do yes, you want to move please. on? <laughs> yeah, no, go ahead. Right. Go what you thought of the Packers and then uh, myself and Jordan will try and uh, compartmentalize it into a segment because, like I said before, we went live. I don't want it to take over the entire show, even though all fans are in a bad place. Go ahead, Chris. I mean, I think that's probably been one of the most frustrating Bears games I've watched in about 13 years. I think since the 2010 championship game, from to say that the coaches have had all summer. To scheme for that game, that shit it was the play calling was bizarre and offense sometimes. I know that our offensive line were going to struggle, so they went so they went so much into just doing short passes and screens that became obvious. Uh, I thought, I mean, and also as well, uh, the players have to look at themselves. There were so many misassignments. People, especially on the offensive line, didn't know what they were doing. I saw one time Nate Davis actually blocked the centre, our centre, not not their defender, our centre off the ball. Right. You know right. what I mean? So that shows you the sort of, you know, the dilemma we got with the offensive line. But Fields, why, 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 why when you drop back, you're doing it such in a nonchalant, slow way, and you and you just not. I mean, I know he's getting pressure. But he just doesn't seem to see anybody downfield at all. And he's throw, he's throw, even he's like he's throw, I don't know if you're discuss of the overall thoughts, but even like his wind up just seemed to be really slow. I didn't see there any sort of urgency in any of his like down the field, you know, looks. Um, I thought the running backs did really well. I thought that's probably my positive of the game, uh, especially the rookie near the end. You know, I know like. You know, end of the game, but even so, it's a statement for that guy to do what, you know, when he ran that, that Packer over. But I think we got outcoached, completely outcoached by, by, by the Packers. Um, the vibe of the whole place as well, when, when it, um, you know, when you were seeing like sideline shots, it was, just, it was just everything were flat, there was no sort of bite. And I don't know, and also as well, I don't know where the leadership is with the players. Do you know what I mean? We needed people to like stand up a bit. But I mean, a quick one about defense is the defensive backs, Eddie Jackson, bit on everything they gave them. We're still not getting any push from the defensive line. Uh, I suppose the linebackers played well, but I mean, does that mean because you know they're out of tackle, people getting through the you know the initial you know linemen? But yeah, it was uh, I, you know, and then I started thinking, well, we were the worst team in in, in the league last year. So, what 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 should we expect of in a game? Do you know what I mean? But even so, this this coaching staff now, what they've not won a game for nearly a year. I know we've had you know I know we've had the season, but and also when losing all them games in a row, I just I just don't know if if the coach is believable anymore. But I'm not you know I'm not 
hopefully this game they'll turn it around even if they don't win even if they just turn it around in performance wise and you can see you know where things might progress but I think uh, both the offence and the defensive coordinator should be uh, very worried about, about the jobs because both of them were absolutely terrible I thought so there's my little rant anyway and thank you for staying with us <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm sure Jordan's going to find a way to make his rant really uh, short and sweet because he does that so well so often. <laughs> um, but uh, you made so many great points, and a lot of those I'm probably going to piggyback off of because, uh, I mean, you're right. From top to bottom, the organization as a whole, they looked unprepared. They looked uncoached. They looked unenthusiastic about – the season opener against your heated rival, the oldest rivalry in the NFL, and you showed up unprepared. You didn't you didn't look like you wanted to even be there. As you said, Chris, the only bright spot was Roshan Johnson. It should be RB1 today. There's what have you got to lose? I mean, he's a rookie, absolutely, but he gives you good pass blocking. He runs harder than anyone else on the team. The team was down, I think. Uh, two touchdowns, and they looked like they were down 40, like on the sideline. But Roshan, yes, sorry, when they went up seven, what 17 9 just after the the uh, when the, first, the second half started, I just knew that I thought that's it now, we're done. There's no way we can catch up, you know, being you know, being two scores down, it was just no chance our offense are operating. So, sorry, AC, mate. No, it's fine. Um, I wish KB was here because his cousin did fine. The run defense was yeah. fine. We held them to two point nine yards rushing for uh, for the game. So you got your defense in the third and long situations, which is what you want. And then we were. I'm sorry, Jordan. I was planning no, on passing to you, but I've got to take my chance. Um, you put your defense <laughs> in favorable situations, and then you were unable to take advantage of those situations when Jordan Love can just sit back there, pat the ball and find his guy. Like we have to get, we paid Yannick Ngakwe $10 million to come in here and hit the quarterback. And he did get one sack, but like he can, you cannot just have him sitting back there. Jordan Love, I think had two pressures the entire game. He was the least pressured quarterback according to PFF last week. And Justin Fields on the other side, was had like 25 pressures. He was one of the most pressured quarterbacks. Our offensive line didn't look ready, which we kind of previewed that when we talked about them not playing in the preseason, not getting enough snaps together as a cohesive unit. We saw it on the field. They did not look ready to go. And now I'll get into it a little more when we start uh, next week's game, but you got Nate Davis probably doubtful for this game today because of personal Mm -hmm. reasons. So, I don't know what's oh, yeah. going on with that guy. He's Go out. Yeah, he, he didn't travel to Tampa, so he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> so you'll give J- J- Jatari Carter a chance there at right guard. Uh, hopefully he grabs that, grabs the bull by the horns and takes it to the ground. Your center was the 31st ranked center from last week. You got Dan Feeney, who you just traded for. I don't give a shit who plays. I just I cheer for the Chicago Bears. I do not cheer for <laughs> – individual players although i have said many times on here justin fields was the guy i liked in the draft i'm happy he's a bear i want him to succeed 
I've bought two jerseys. My son has a jersey. My wife has a jersey. I've got a signed football by him. So if there's any quarterback I want to succeed, it's that one. But I looked at the tape after the game. Jordan, shout out to you for putting me on to QB school uh, before the start of the season. Awesome. He's a big fan of Justin absolutely Fields. Awesome. And, right, absolutely. And he's objective, and he's a fan as well. So he, you're hearing it from a, a guy who wants him to succeed, not just – Dan Orlovsky or something, you know? Um, and he breaks it down objectively. Justin Fields missed passes. It was an all-systems failure, as you said. The sale route was wide open, and he takes the check down. The offensive line was all discombobulated. Chris, I remember what you said. When the right guard hits the center, you're in bad shape. When you try to do a naked bootleg and your left tackle hits nobody at all, I don't think he hit anyone on that play, you're in bad shape. So they were unprepared, they were uncoached, they looked awful, they looked like they didn't even want to be there, and it really breaks my heart as a Bears fan because this was our chance. Aaron Rodgers wasn't walking through that door. Brett Favre was not walking through that door. This was our chance to take this rivalry back, and we didn't even look like we wanted to. And that comes down to coaching. The coach has to have these guys ready to go out there and take this shit back. We have the talent. You have to have them in the right situation. Hopefully, Justin can see those things on tape and take that into account and start moving the ball correctly because he had plays to be made down the field, and I don't know if he was starting to see ghosts in the pocket or if he – I know he had guys at his ankles a few times. I don't know what that was, but you got to take your shots when you got them. You don't get a whole lot of them in today's NFL. And when you've got DJ Moore – you just got to take advantage of it. And, Jordan, I'm sorry I went on such a no, long no. rant there, but I'll okay. let you take over. Just give your overall view uh, of the game last week, and we can turn the page along with the Chicago Bears to this week in Tampa Bay. You know, CWAC, I, I promise this is, this is real smiles. I think I'd love to tell you I'm perfect. I was able to, like, shake off the game after 24 hours. It didn't work quite like that. But um, the Packers game is in the past to me. I'm done. Like, it doesn't it, – it's – it was. It happened. It's a thing. I'm frustrated about it, like everybody else. But uh, I just, you, you know, you win or you learn in the league. And the reality is, it's a long season. One game doesn't wreck you. Uh, but let's be very clear: there was nothing really to take home and write to mom or dad about with that game. Uh, it really should raise a lot of serious questions about the leadership of the Chicago Bears, about the quarterback, about a lot of things. But I think I just couldn't help but feel like. And this is it's easy to say this after a loss, but I think that you could look back through history and see a lot of this in the last couple of years with the Chicago Bears, where there's a lot of decisions that I question the process of. I mean, the one that immediately comes to mind is we keep saying, like, they didn't look like they wanted to be out there. They just looked discombobulated. And you had players not blocking anybody. And, you know, certain certain uh, Chase Claypool looked like he didn't even want to block. I mean, it was. It's oh, all- my God. And that was you went out on a limb for that yeah. guy. You were I, the first guy I thought of when I saw the Claypool tape. I was like, damn, that's Jordan's dude. Like he I, I don't last even- week and was like, that's my guy. I'm going to stand by his side. And then he goes out there and shits down his leg. It doesn't give a fuck about any of the Bears fans who want him to succeed. That's all they want. AC, I don't even have an excuse for the guy. Like I, you know, I put out a I put out a clip of anybody that remembers the Mike Singletary uh, clip where he's talking about sending Vernon Davis to the showers. 
that's what it reminded me of. Where, where Mike Singletary is going, you can't play with them. You can't win with them. I want winners. Like, I just, I. That's how I felt. I, I'm not. I, I really, and it's one game. You can flip it around, Chase. But I'm not even there anymore. Like I, there's no mm. excuse for that level of effort. There's just none. I, mm. I can't have you on the team when you do that. So, I think to me, it's all about process. It's about the coaches and. I mean, look no further than you're you're the team that you got the first pick for a reason. And we can yeah. say all day and night about, well, they were in a lot of one-score games last year and X, Y, and Z. No, but you earned it. You earned the top pick. And then all the fans, myself included, did a lot of parading around this offseason saying, oh, look, we got DJ Moore. And that, that top pick was just a Fugazi, and we were able to trade back and fleece the Panthers, and we don't need a quarterback, and blah, 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 blah. And then you roll into the preseason and you've got the coaching staff acting like they've done something. So now all the starters don't have to play. Yeah. And then you roll into your first game of the season, which I get it. It's the one single game, but it means something. It's a his thing. You're playing the, uh, you're playing the chiefs, like, like the lions were you're playing the jets. Fine. It's not division. That's one of six games that's going to matter in your chances to make the playoffs, to do something beyond, because the reality is every every all 32 teams get to play 17 games, 16 games. You're looking for what else can we can we work towards? And right now you failed one of those six tests that determines whether or not you get into the playoffs. And you know, they asked Bruce after the game, like, do you think that maybe your your starter should have played the preseason? You know, that's hard and you can always kind of go what it's I think to me it's and I won't go too deep in this because I know this is not what fans want to hear about, but I I walked away from last game feeling like and that's kind of why i'm no worries i can laugh it off the chicago bears are a joke um and i'm being honest about that mm -hmm. they're 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 a moribund franchise they're there with the jets with the browns with the i used to say that the chicago bears were all about mediocrity but i think that i'm just being honest i think they've taken a step down from that you used to be able to say like okay at least we're going to be competitive every year they'll win six seven eight games i've always made the joke that once every eight years chicago bears have a good season and then they go through two or three coaches and, or two coaches right. and they have, but it's not even that anymore. Like you, when's, the, when's the last time the Bears had the top pick? And then just before a few years before that, it was Mitch at the third second pick, third pick that you originally had. So I think the Bears are a joke. I don't see it changing until organizationally things change. That's at, whether it's ownership or I do think it's really ownership. I don't yeah. think it's, I don't think it's a polls issue. I don't think it's a loose issue. I don't think it's a Justin Fields issue, but I think that, and I, we, I refuse, I, if you want me to, we'll go down the fields road, but I will just say this. I think when I say the Chicago Bears are a joke, I walked away laughing at the end of the game last week. I was frustrated, but laughing too, because I'm out. I'm out on, I'm out on Justin Fields. I'm out on Matt Eberflus. I'm out on Alan Williams, Luke Getze. I'm out on Chase Claypool, Nate Davis. Uh, Tevin Jenkins. I love Tevin Jenkins. You know how much I love him. He's, he can't right. stay healthy. I'm, you know, it's just, you gotta, at some point, and I know this is not fun to talk about, but I think, and I know I just got done saying it's one game of the season. We're going to talk about what it was going to look like today, but to me, you, you just got to flush it. You got to start mm -hmm. over. And that sucks. Nobody wants to hear that, but there's a reason that they, that Ryan pulls credit to him as much as I don't like a lot of things. He's acted like an adult in the room and has put a lot of assets available to us in the future. You've got two first-round picks. You've got a second-round pick and 25 from Carolina you can leverage. You, I mean, you have the world's your oyster. you got two young tackles that look pretty good. you got a good running back. 
Hopefully these two D tackles develop. Kyler Gordon looks good. If he can stay healthy, Brisker looks better in year two so far. So there are pieces, but to me, you've got to, you've got to really fundamentally start over at the head coach. Let's give the, let's give the GM a head coach that he can choose. I know he'll tell you he knows even Matt Eberflus. That's bullshit. And uh, let's get a quarterback that he chooses so that now you can pin the accountability on him. Because that's, if I have one issue about Ryan Poles, I don't think he's done a lot to, to support Justin Fields. I know we can say he got him DJ Moore and all, blah, right. and on offensive line. Yeah, but you, you let the kid take a, a beating last year and then mm. said this year. It doesn't help anybody. So Sorry, I know it's – I kept saying short. No, no it's, it's fine. Um, I, 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 sorry, I see. My, 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 sorry, mate. My, my last point regard, regarding what we've just been sort of talking about, really, about – the sort of feeling I got as well is like there doesn't seem to be anybody who's sort of taking any responsibility. Like the head, you know, the coach seem to be like, you know, they seem to be like, you know, we've lost so many games, but they just seem to be like they don't seem to be like, you know, on the hot seat or like they don't seem to be under pressure about, you know, losing their jobs. They seem, they seem to me, they seem to have it a little bit too comfortable, and you know, maybe they need a bit more sort of prodding by upper management because. They just look like they're too comfortable in the jobs for me, especially Eberflus. Um, but yeah, that, that's my last comment anyway regarding uh, that disaster of last week. Well, I mean, from top to bottom in the organization, I believe George McCaskey wants to win. He is a fan like us, but he is a fan. He does not have the football mind. Now, they may have brought in Kevin Warren, who knows a little bit about ball. Maybe that helps. I don't know. I'm not out on... I know they get a lot of hate, the McCaskies do. I'm not out on them having to sell the team, but they need to have people who know what the fuck they're doing in place. And, and then Kevin Warren, he's brand new. Okay, get us to Arlington Heights. That's your, that's your job, I believe. GM, I'm fine with Ryan Poles. I know, I know a lot of people in every Bears podcast I listen to through the week, I have to listen to them bitch moan and complain that we don't have Jalen Carter and we didn't draft Jalen Carter and now we can't get pressure on the quarterback. I'm telling you, Jalen Carter in Philly's defense is way different than what Jalen Carter in Bears defense is going to look like. He has actual studs around him in Philly. He does not have to do it all. Here he would have to do it all. He would get beat down. He would quit. I'm telling you, this would he happen. He like Chase Claypool on defense. Exactly. <laughs> That's my opinion. Um, so, I, so I'm not out on the GM. I, I like his draft picks. I like some of the moves he's made. Okay, Jervon Dexter, maybe. Uh, maybe I wasn't a huge fan of that pick, but overall, I'm fine with the GM. The head coach, and we talked about this, when he got hired, look at the top teams in the NFL. Kansas City, offensive mind. Philadelphia, offensive mind. Uh Cincinnati, offensive mind. Green Bay, offensive mind. Um, Rams, 49ers, Vikings, Giants. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you can go around. And league. Bears go with a defensive head coach with a defense, mind you, that has not worked since we went to the Super Bowl against Peyton Manning. I know I said I wasn't going to linger on this, and now I'm only a, I'm almost a half hour into this. But I'm, I'm in on fields. He's my guy. If he can clean it up and he can see the field better, he can see the tape. If we're seeing the tape and we're seeing the issue, he needs to be able to see it too. His coaches need to be able to see it. And you're in his ear. Tell him, hey, if this is open, rip it, dude. Just rip it. Who gives a fuck? If you throw a pick, you throw a pick. But you got to rip that ball, bottom line. But I'm out on this coaching staff. 
I don't like his defense. I didn't like his defense when we hired him. A buddy of mine here in town is a Colts fan. He was the first person I called when we hired Fluce. I was like, what am I getting out of Fluce? He goes, these players are going to play hard for him. And that's all we're seeing. They're playing hard, but they're not. Yeah, and I don't even know if they were playing hard last week, though. That's, that's the, the, scheme, the scheme doesn't work. <laughs> it does not work. You get to third and long, and the middle of the field's open like it's the fucking Red Sea. Like, what are we doing? He didn't even have his number. I'll bet SC. SC. Eberflus is actually going to be calling the defensive players uh, for this game because Williams is, is out for personal reasons. So that would be so interesting to see if there's, like, a massive improvement with, you know, with the defence. And that could be, like, a little bit of a side about either how good Williams is or how poor he actually is. Or, like you said, the, just a scheme in general. I think it's the scheme, dude. I mean, I just – it may if we see an improvement, I'll come on here and I'll eat crow. I'll eat a big bowl of crow in front of everybody next week. But I just don't – I don't think it matters who's calling plays on defense. If, you're, if your defense isn't – the scheme doesn't work. It doesn't. When When's the last time the Tampa 2 defense went to the Super Bowl and won it? In the early aughts, that's what like, happened. You'll hear mm. crickets. If you're running – if you have a defensive coach, Jordan, you've talked about this too. If you have a defensive coach, he better be a motivator of men. He better have an insane scheme. Show me some blitzes with some zones behind it. Now you got – let's just turn the page. We'll get into Tampa Bay because we we because Kyle Gordon's hurt. Nate Davis has personal reasons. Uh, Allen Williams has personal reasons. Uh, who else is on the injury report? Hopefully, if and I'm trying, I'm really trying to move on. I'm sorry, but if that's your game plan, <laughs> what's the number one thing EQ gives you? If you're talking about a receiver, blocking. So if your game plan is to yeah. throw screens, why is your number one blocking wide receiver inactive? Well, that's that's. I mean, and we'll be very quick. Cause I just I had to jump in because I know Caesar was asking like Jordan, are you in our fields? We'll get to that in just a brief second. But I mean, to your point, I see that's that's half the issue. And I could be, forgive me, I could be misquoting what was being said, but I believe they asked Getsy like, why wasn't he EQ in the game? And he said, well, I don't make those roster decisions. And then at the same time, you have I think it was it Eberflus or maybe it was somebody else saying like, well, yeah, I I don't decide who goes in on what formations when they were asked about DJ Moore and. I mean, this is, but this is just the whole point of that is there should be, you're a professional organization. There should be cohesion here. You're often, if you, you, Eberflus, have nothing to do with the offense, then you should let some of those game, and, and I'm not saying like Getsy makes all the calls, but then Luke Getsy should probably be in on the decision making on who's active and who's inactive for the offensive roster for that game. Mm-hmm. And that's like you're seeing these little small chinks in the armor and that. This is what I say when I'm like they're they're a joke because I can't take you seriously as a professional organization when you have other organizations that have found their way to fix it. I mean, as much as I just compared them to the Jets and the Browns and all those, those teams still play like a professional organization more than the Bears do right now. Um, and I'm not I don't know if I we'd have to really look at all 32 teams and say like which is really the the most dysfunctional. But I'm telling you, the Bears are in the bottom five, and it's not close. Um, to Caesar's point real quick, he said, Jordan, are you in on fields? I said I was out earlier, but just want to reaffirm that. And if I could have like five minutes, I see, I just want to 
dive into that just because yeah. I think if I'm the fan that says I'm out on fields and everybody's going to come at me and go like, what, you're out on fields? I am, but let me be very clear, and I'll say this again and again and again. If you follow me on Twitter, you'll see me post this last week. I'm going to post it probably every week. I will never blame Justin Fields for failing in Chicago. I won't. Uh, because I've always said the only way that Justin Fields to me would get an F for, like I thought it was him is if you had the Johnny Manziel syndrome, if you were partying, not taking mm. it serious. Right. By all accounts, players love him. I, it's been well reported that he takes the job seriously. He studies his ass off. He tries to be a leader, tries to do everything right. So I, is it possible he's just not good enough? Maybe, but I fail to see, I fail to believe that when you've been successful at every level of, of football that you've played. I mean, everybody loves themselves in Trevor Lawrence, and you've been competing with that kid since the beginning. So I really don't think it's him, and I will not blame him for not working in Chicago. But when I say I'm out on him, yes, I mean I'm out on him in Chicago. Um, if you want to send him, if you want to ship him out, if you want to trade him, if you want to sit him, if you want to bench him, you want to keep starting him, he is not going to be successful as a Chicago Bear. I will, And I would love, to your point, AC, I would love nothing more than to eat crow. It does me no good for him to fail as a Chicago Bear. I'm, I'm a Bears fan. I would like the Bears to succeed. I'd like their quarterback. I'd like them to finally have a good quarterback. So this is not me being some Justin Fields hater or Bears hater. It does me no good if he fails. But I want to be on the record that it's not going to work with Fields in Chicago. And if it's wrong, I'm, I'll, be, I'll eat the crow, but I'll also be happy that I'm wrong. Absolutely. But with that respect, I think that every player, most, most every player comes into the league at an even keel point. They have strengths. They have weaknesses. I think the reason that I can say I'm out on Justin Fields is I think I've kind of arrived on a final destination with him. He's largely the same player he was in Ohio State. You could argue maybe it's a little worse. And that's that's the problem. That's an indictment on the organization that he went to. People are saying his drop back slower. He's quicker to check down. Maybe the things he's being taught aren't quite great. But uh, Chris, yes. No, just just a little one, John. I just wanted to ask you. Like, there's there's always sort of sort of stories saying that like, this, you know, the way Fields is playing is due to the coach and he's getting rid of Bears. Is that something what what you are touched on there, or is that something you believe? And do you feel like if he was say a better, more offensive minded team with a better OC and you know, say if you were, you know, say if you were in Philadelphia, or whatever. Do you think that, that he'd, he'd be a lot better player than he is now with the Bears due to the coaching and, and sort of a change we've had? It's it's always it's always hard to, to answer that, Chris. I appreciate the question because it's a game of sliding doors. But, yeah, to be quite frank, I think he probably would have. Um, probably would have been better. I, I think – I mean, I, we don't have to go totally down Mitch, but I think a lot of people forget that Mitch was like a really highly viewed prospect by a lot of respected minds. And this is my whole point. You come in at a certain level that you're even keel. And then where you land depends on a lot of things. And the reason I say I'm out on fields is I think right now it's almost like an onion. Like he has so many different layers built up of real negativity. I mean, they kids used to winning. They don't win. Kids used to having an all-star talent cast around him at OSU. Now they don't have, now he doesn't have talent. Kids used to being confident, feeling like he can take over the game and do anything he wants. Well, now he's shackled under Nagy. Okay. Well now it's your, your team kid. And, and you know, Oh, it's Dalton's team. And now you can start and it's all dysfunctional. Oh, now it's year two. It's your team, kid. But I'm going to literally trade away pieces. I'm going to put you on the worst roster because we're going to tank. And if it means you have to run around and do everything you've never had to do before and get beat to shit, well, then that's what you're going to have to do. And well, then they didn't even let him run last week until the third quarter when the game was out. And yeah. then you run a QB draw to try to get your guy hurt. What the? And this Speaking is the of thing. cynical Bears fans, before we move on, 
to, to turn the page to Tampa, we have a long-suffering Bears fan backstage that I'm going to go ahead and bring in. Please My do. man, the man with the bets, Tooch. Good morning, John Santucci. What's well, going on, brother? Thanks for the intro. Love it. Uh, <laughs> long suffering. I'm going up towards Tell my Tooch. <laughs> What's up, seeing I'm from across the I'm at my palatial estate. I will go back there and play a little piano later. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I, a lot of things I can't argue with Jordan on this. Uh, do I think uh, Justin Fields is irredeemable? Not really. I mean, He'll go to another team and, and become, you know, a superstar, come back here, shoot us through the heart. But do the Bears have do, do the Bears have the coaches to to uh, uh, develop a quarterback of, of uh, like Justin Fields? I don't think so, and I don't think we ever have had a, had a, we haven't had we haven't had coaches here to de- to develop anybody. Not Mitch Trubisky, not mm. Jay Cutler. You know, arguably go back to the only guy who. Uh, we did a good job with was Jim McMahon and Ed Hughes as offensive coordinator back then. But e- even then, I mean, McMahon pretty much uh, it was self-developing, you know, uh, a guy that smart, you know, knows the game that well, read defenses uh, that way. But, uh, recently, the, the thing that's been getting me about uh, Justin Fields, I forget who who the uh, uh, person was on X who posted uh, – the speed of Justin getting to his drop back. It was uh, uh, Robert Schmitz. Robert Schmitz. And uh, uh, the more I think about that, like he, he is nonchalant getting back to uh, the back of his drop. You know, and he, I, I, it's probably something he's done his whole life from Pop Warner through Ohio State to the Bears. Just, you know, like Jordan said, he's played with immense talent around him. And uh, uh, that's something that coaching should have seen uh, three years ago. You know, just – uh, it, it, it's uh, it's disturbing. You see how fast Tua Tagovailoa get, gets to uh, the back of his drop. You know, it's a sec, it's a second faster than than Fields. And with the NFL uh, speed of the NFL today and rushers along the defensive line, uh, you have to be quicker than that because the rush is coming in, you know, less than two and a half seconds. I'll give you that, uh, yeah. Jordan. <laughs> do you disagree with that? No, it's and and I saw somebody saying like, can we pick this? We'll stop picking this guy. And move on. I just wanted to. All I was trying to do is is I, I don't want to say protect myself, but I know people think that like, man, you're the you're not allowed to no. say anything negative about Justin Fields. And no, I just no, want to I'm make sure I'm able to substantiate why. I'm after not. last week, you could say whatever negative you want. Okay, because I mean uh, that's to me that's all. And fair really, game. That's, that's that's the thing too. Because I just I the no. last thing I'll say about this is I think that every player comes in equal. I think he's got a lot of layers of bad on him. So to say he's redeemable, absolutely. Yeah, but his confidence, his confidence is shot. He's speed reading through all of his options on, as a passer. His eyes drop immediately. After last year, he was basically coached to take one read and then run. Like these are all warts and these are all bad habits that he's now wearing. And so to now try to say that this is the quarterback that we're going to roll forward with, it's not like he can just turn the page and go. You have to strip away those bad habits. Yeah. And I don't think that they have the organization to do that, nor will nope. they have the time or the patience because Ryan Poles – and this is the thing is, even if he plays great today, guys, in the chat and everybody else, is it fair to say he'll probably have another three or four games where he plays poorly this year? I think so, just because every quarterback does. Just It's, it's not even a Fields thing. Yeah. 
Every well, quarterback has like three to four get bad games a year. Compare it to Lamar Jackson. I mean, last game last, last week, week guys, yeah. the whole NFL there was two good quarterbacks the whole week. Yeah, exactly. You know, it was Jordan Love yeah. playing against a high school defense, and it was um, Tua going going completely off. Other than that, you had Joe Burrow throwing for eighty two yards. Thanks for fucking my fantasy team week one. You had <laughs> He's uh, bounce back today. Watch out. You had Kenny Pickett looking terrified of the San Francisco defense. You had, I guess, Brock Purdy looks like the real deal, which is insane to see Mister Irrelevant. Uh, and, and Tooch, you saw him in your backyard at Iowa State, 30, and they have him in the same since the he left. <laughs> yeah. I love Brock Purdy. I mean, I loved him when he was at Ohio State. Uh, it's a guy that that uh, makes the plays to win games. You know, understands the defense, understands the plays that are called. He's perfect for Kyle Shanahan. Perfect quarterback for that system can make plays with his legs and follows follows the game plan follows what the coaches are telling him. Uh, love the Forty uh, Nineers. Uh, We've already got people calling for Baden. So. Yeah, and I'm not, I'm not there, but that was my thing. Is he'll probably he being Justin Fields will probably have another three to four bad games. Yeah. And my whole point is to the Bears fans, they're like, no, Justin Fields our guy. Can you really, if you're Ryan Poles, could you really sign on the dotted line and say I'm given a fifth year option in two more years? to this quarterback that put up five bad games this year, even if they, you know, yeah. he looks good otherwise. You just can't. He's going to choose his own guy next year. Like well, what, a, what he could do, he could do both. He could give him his fifth-year option and say, yes, <clears throat> you are the guy. He can also draft himself a quarterback and say, if you are not the guy, I'm going to let this guy learn our system mm-hmm. for a couple of years. And then all of a sudden when he goes in, he knows what he's looking for. He knows where the opens are. He knows if – hopefully he's athletic. He knows if he's got to get out of the pocket, he's got to get out of the pocket and go, etc. So he, he could do both. It's not out of the question. Yeah, I just – and, you know, we, we don't have to spin the wheel too much on this, but I just – I don't think – I don't think Ryan Poles has that time either. Yeah, great, great point. Maybe – you guys watch Bear State of Affairs on Bear Their Souls. You, you saw me talk about all that. Uh, I'll listen, I'll listen to it. You guys go a little bit late for me, but I'll listen last, to it the uh, next morning. Last show, I said a few things. Look, uh, it's week one. Jalen Johnson, uh, the cornerback for the Bears, uh, quoted at his press conference saying, we need to go back to the drawing board. It's week fucking one. We're going back to the drawing board in week one. Why? Why? That's coaching. All right? Coaching. We, yeah. we, I said we don't have the, we don't have the coaches in place. We hired a defensive coach that, like Aaron Current said on, on Twitter, uh, that coaches a defense that doesn't work in the NFL anymore. I, I can't disagree with that. Uh, it, it's it, it, it's a different NFL. You know, we, we've got to get pressure on the quarterback. It's a passing league. We don't have the coaches in place to either take advantage of it on offense or to defend it on defense. So uh, I'm kind of out on Eberflus. I'm not out on Justin Fields yet, but I said in Bears Day of Affairs, Bears fans are in between a state of patience and panic, and it's only week one. Yeah. So uh, it's a bad sign. I said uh, we have bookends this season. We have Green Bay bookend week one and Green mm-hmm. Bay week 18 to measure ourselves this season. <laughs> uh, week one came out late a turd. That's, yeah. that's a terrible, terrible uh, – uh, puts a bad taste in your mouth. Sorry sorry for the uh, graphic. But uh, puts a terrible taste in your mouth. This season. But uh, we're, uh, this, this might be a five-win team. I thought mm. probably win seven games. Eight well, games. I, I, they opened betting here in Kentucky, Tooch, and uh, I went out before week one started and bet the over on seven and a half wins, which 
That's not looking too good for me so far, but I didn't expect them to come out and look unprepared and unready and unenthusiastic yeah. about week one against your hated rival. But we need yep. to turn the page, fellas. we got to get on to Tampa Bay. Yes, please. Um, yep. and, and I just brought up the injury report. We all know Kylo Gordon. I believe he got placed on IR with a broken mm-hmm. hand. His backup, Josh Blackwell, has now been uh, bad news. dropped down to out. So – I'm not sure who we have at the slot corner, which is a difficult and, – and, and it's not like they have uh, Scotty Miller with, with Tom Brady throwing to him there in the slot anymore, but yep. that's a big piece of the defense. According to Eberflus, that's a big piece of the defense. That's why yep. he put Kyler Gordon in that position. Well, they're um, talking about Stevenson playing the, playing the slot. But then uh, you go back to a really trying to play two different positions, just like we saw with Kyler Gordon last year, and it's difficult yeah. to play. Even though they're both corners, it's completely different game. It's 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 literally like telling your running back go play some linebacker for me. In well, my in my opinion, <laughs> look, I, I'm not an expert on on defensive schemes, but to play the slot, you got to be pretty good in man coverage. I think Jordan, check me if I'm wrong. That's Stevenson's strength. You know, <laughs> yeah. get, getting. Uh, Put, getting uh, getting a nice uh, bump on him off the line of scrimmage and sticking with him, staying sticky. But uh, uh, he, uh, he, he or Alan Williams played a, a bunch of soft zone coverages last week against the Packers and killed us. That's killed us, team, dude. You know we got we got a little easier matchup this week. But I tell you, without those two cornerbacks uh, underneath, that's where Chris Gordon and Mike Evans. You know, mm-hmm. Chris, Chris Godwin will eat you alive in the right. slot. You know, so I, I I would say put Stevenson in in at nickel just. You know, what do you got to lose? Throw Jalen Jones, what's that the other kid's name? Mm-hmm. And and Miller out there on the on the on the outside. Is that what's the Minnesota cornerback we drafted? Gopher. Uh Winfield Jr. Terrell Smith. Terrell, Terrell Smith. Yeah. I'm thinking about the other the other the, <laughs> the better Terrell. option from Minnesota. The one you liked more, Jordan. <laughs> yeah, and, and you have you have uh you have Jalen Johnson shadow Mike Evans. That's what you yeah. have to do. Yeah, you know, I, yeah, yeah Mike you, Evans is going to be a big problem. That's a guy who consistently puts up thousand yard uh, seasons. I think the only the only wide receiver that's had more to start their career is a guy by the name of Jerry Rice. I think he was pretty good. So uh, <laughs> you got it. Yeah, but my biggest thing is we have to get pressure today. I don't care if you have to send the blitz that you don't believe in, Eberflus. You have got to get pressure on Baker Mayfield because that's how you get him to make mistakes. If he doesn't make mistakes, he can beat you. We saw it in Cleveland. I mean, we we were at – I was at that game. KB was there with me. We watched him play against Baker Mayfield, and Baker Mayfield just matriculating the ball down the field. Nothing crazy, nothing major. Yeah. And and Baker Mayfield's one of those guys that doesn't look great on the field, but the his teammates absolutely seem to love him. Um, but you got to get pressure on him. That's that's the bottom line. And and if you're nickel, first two are out. How much are you in base? If you're in base, let's send some linebackers at him. Make him think a little bit. I mean, they don't run the ball, which hurts us because that was the only thing we did well last week was stop the run. <laughs> And, and Tampa doesn't run the ball, so you you got that. Either and then, Green Bay, no. oh, right. bullshit. They're, Aaron they're Jones, moving. Aaron Jones ran that whole game because we were soft on D. But I mean, mm. uh, uh, Green Bay. Mm. I, I, maybe I'm wrong this year. Maybe they will get back to running the ball a little more. But Aaron Jones uh, uh, out this week. But I think uh, did any of you guys see the Alabama South Florida game yesterday? Yes. So basically, the same areas where the Bears are playing tomorrow. 
it was a it was a monsoon. It was it was three three at halftime, Bama South Florida. So <laughs> if uh, if it, it's supposed to it's supposed to pour at about at about an hour hour and a half uh, on that field. Mm. So uh, maybe we get a little right. of the uh, uh, hydro, club hydroplane. You know, I don't know, but uh, I think Justin Fields got to make a ton of plays with leg for us to win this game. No, mm-hmm. no question. Because mm-hmm. uh, uh, Nate Davis didn't want to play against Vita Vey. Who can blame him? Uh, is he sitting this one out? It's tough to run against. It's <laughs> tough to run. Ag- I'm telling you, it's tough to run against Vita Vey in that front four of Tampa Bay. They got good linebackers. They're, they're beatable in the secondary. That's yeah. where we're weak is is throwing the ball. But, so, but what does Todd Bowles do? He blitzes. Yep. Yeah. So if Fields mm. can get out of the pocket and run around. He can make some plays. Also, the I hated all the screen passes last week, but Packers were waiting on it. They were playing. They were sitting back playing zone, blasting through Chase Claypool and making the tackle, blasting through our tight ends and making the tackle. They looked like they wanted to be there as compared to us. But if they're blitzing, throw the fucking screen and hit DJ Moore. You've traded a first round pick for this guy, and you targeted him three times, one of which was a two point conversion. Yeah, like, well, you gotta who, target that guy. Who's the quarterbacks coach of the Bears? Uh, Andrew Janoco. Okay, he should be gone. This guy, <laughs> he's terrible. He's terrible. Uh, we need to get a, a former quarterback there. I, I, I'd call up. I'd call up Josh McCown. Well, Josh McCown okay, coaching with the Panthers. Yeah, is he? Okay. Yeah, KB brought up. Uh, Early in the offseason, maybe bringing in Mike Vick to try and coach him up, but uh, I don't know what what Mike Vick's up to these days, uh, what, what he's doing. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, you, you got to find out this year if Justin Fields is a guy because uh, next year's quarterback class is stacked. Yeah, you know, there, there's guys. Yeah, uh, yeah. Last last week we felt bad because we talked a whole lot of college football. We had a whole segment on it. And uh, and then this week it it seems like that was a a, a good topic because after yeah. one week we're we're looking at the draft. I don't even have to suck this year. We're gonna have two high draft picks if the Bears and Panthers suck. We can package them and go up and get whoever we want. You want Shadow Sanders or Caleb Williams? Anybody that's been following me has been seeing just uh, college football clips. Daily at this point, JJ McCarthy specifically. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I was I've 10 and that. four yesterday, man. Up, thir- up 12.8 units. I, 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 seriously, kudos to you and the gentleman. Uh, I, I, little, little Florida Gators. I had Florida Gators was, money line, Gators plus five and a half. Dude. They haven't won in Gainesville in 20 dude. years, George. Yeah. I literally I saw you and the fellas <laughs> saying that Florida would beat the volunteers <laughs> yep. flat out. And I was like, you guys are crazy. You're out of your fucking mind. That's what I and thought. Then, I'm an SEC guy, and Billy I know Napier's, they haven't done it Billy in years. Napier's four and three against, against the Volunteers. I, just, yeah. I was shocked, and, and yeah. this is why, Chad, this is why you listen to Tooch and and the, the other two gentlemen who I should – I know it's Anthony, is it Anthony, Anthony and – Anthony and Sean, yep. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, if you're looking for betting advice, please follow Tooch. He's, he's got the goods. I, I not that I I'll wear the egg on my face. Not that I was like lambasting you gentlemen for picking Florida, but I was like, there's just no way. I don't know what they're seeing here. And sure enough, beautiful. Yeah, I, I didn't see it either. And I'm an SEC guy. I hate both those teams. Uh, but yep. I thought Tennessee was just because Florida's not good. That but they just 
I don't. I didn't watch the game because they played the at the same time tough. as Kentucky. It's tough, Aaron. Playing in oh, the I'm swamp. aware. I'm well aware. It is tough to go down there and get a dub. Yeah, Chris. Um, let, let's try to get back on track here a little bit. Uh, what's? Tell me the biggest thing you're looking for today for out of our Chicago Bears. I, I mean. Oh, out of our bears themselves, I just think... Uh, Great question. Just an improvement in the play calling, really. Improvement of players actually you know, committing and actually doing the assignments. Uh, I mean, I watched that uh, the film uh, done on my on the, uh, the quarterback school uh, YouTube channel, and it, some of the players that were called, he'd never actually seen anybody try and run anything like that ever. And he just couldn't even make sense of some of it. So I just want to see the play call and make a bit more sense. I want players to actually play up to the level. Uh, Justin Fields to just be not so negative and, and actually, you know, process things quick and, and be more aggressive. And he's dropped back, you know, it's got things have got to speed up generally with Justin Fields. But I'm looking forward to see our running backs play. I think that's probably our strongest position on the offense at the moment. But I just think uh, the Bucks defense. Everything what the Bucks defense are good at is all the things that are really bad on it. <laughs> you know, our offense really struggles with. So, um, I, I mean, I'm, I mean, I know we are doing this picks, but I'm sort of sharing it to the Buccaneers at the moment. Unless the Bears can really sort of swing it around, um, then I think, you know, I think the Bucks might squeeze it. Yeah. Uh, you talked about the running backs and Matt. Hepler here says you guys want to talk about the Rojo news. I just got a, a thing on my phone from the Sleeper app telling me that Roshan Johnson is getting a bigger role today with uh, Deontay Foreman as a healthy scratch. Right. So if he comes out there and starts running mm -hmm. over guys and 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 continues to make big plays, Jordan, you called this in the offseason. This should be our RB one. Like he's going to go out there and have every chance to to prove that he is the guy that we need running the ball at RB1. And I like Khalil Herbert. I mean, he's he's fine, but I just feel like Rojo, if we're if that's what we're calling him, uh, Roshan Johnson is – he gives you more in every category. He was the only guy that looked like he wanted to be out there at the end of the game, running over safeties and – and just hitting the hole, and I think he caught like 1,700 passes at the end of the game when they were just checking it down and checking it down and checking it down. Uh, it's it's I, I like Roshan Johnson a lot. I mean – As you should. Uh, Lord knows I don't know I'm if you. I'm going to go out and get his jersey yet, but you know I'm a jersey guy, so <laughs> – He's, he's wearing he's wearing the Jordan number. I mean, obviously, you know how much I love Roshan, and I mean, just like I, I, the pick it. I'm gonna pick a little scab for a second, but then I promise I'm gonna go positive. This is another example when I say like the process doesn't make a lot of sense. You never have really seen a speedy dash back lead a duo and then having the hammer behind him. Usually, it's the hammer that's really beating the shit out of a defense. Then you hit them with the, the slasher like a Herbert. That's just another process thing. But this is – hopefully they're starting to get it right. I like Khalil Herbert, but he shouldn't be your lead guy. You should have a guy like Roshan Johnson who is really a three-phase back. He can do it all. He can pass block. Um, you don't tip off if he's your starter. I mean, that was the thing too is, oh, it's Roshan coming in on third down. I wonder if they're passing. Like it's right. – there's just a lot of things there. So having Roshan as your starter um, excites me. I feel bad for him today. I think that he's going to run behind a – 
uh, piss poor offensive line. That's probably not going to do a lot for him against the teeth of this Buccaneers defense, but I wish him nothing but the best because you know I stand for my guys, and that was my favorite pick of the draft. And yeah, uh, he's wearing the Jordan number, so I should go get a jersey because I, I love I love Roshan Johnson. <laughs> yeah, well, love it. And you said it's a piss poor offensive line, and maybe that's true, but these guys, you got your backs against the wall, fellas. You have got you have got to come out and prove that you want to be here. And if Nate Davis doesn't want to, give me Jatari Carter, a six-round pick from a small school, coming out here working his ass off to make this make a roster and kick somebody's ass. Darnell Wright, you got to have a bounce back. Man, welcome to the NFL. You you were welcomed last week. Uh, Lucas Patrick, I'm done with you. Give me Dan Feeney in there, the beer-drinking, mullet-wearing, bad motherfucker in the middle of my offensive line. Give me that guy. <laughs> yeah. Your left – your left guard, I'm not even sure. I guess white hair because uh, there's nobody else. And then your left tackle, Braxton Jones, you had a bad game last week. Show us what we saw last, what we saw glimpses of last year. Show yeah. me what you've, what you're made of. Because guys, if we don't win this game today, we're staring down the barrel at 0 and 3 with Kansas City. Yeah, we're week. heading to, we're heading to Arrowhead 0 and 2. Looking at but, but I mean, if Kansas City doesn't get it together, maybe both teams are on too. I don't know, but oh, they're gonna get it together today, maybe. Uh, but Owen <laughs> two teams have an 11% chance to make the playoffs, and I'm yeah. not saying this is a playoff team, but these coaches have got to be coaching like their jobs on the line. Yeah, the let me ask you a question, be, Aaron. Go ahead. Go ahead, Tooch. Let's say the Chiefs go 0-2 and, and the Bears go 0-2. Which coaches do you think have a better chance of getting their team to the playoffs? Andy Reid and staff or Matt Eberflus and staff? If they had I mean, equal, I'd, equal I'd have roster. to go Andy Reid. I would obviously Andy say Reed. Andy Reid, but you also have to look at the divisions. I mean, uh, the Lions, even though they won, they didn't look like a juggernaut. They won by one without Travis Kelsey or Chris Jones on the other side. Uh, the Packers, as good as they looked last week, Let's see how Jordan Love looks with a little bit of pressure in his face. Yep. And he doesn't have Aaron Jones this week to dump it off to that can just gas your entire defense like, for whatever fucking reason. Uh, and, and then um, – I just hate their quarterback. The Vikings uh, look awful. I mean, they, they can't get their shit together. They hit a backdoor cover. Thanks for fucking me on the six-pack challenge on my other podcast <laughs> because I had Eagles minus six and a half, you sons of bitches. I'll bring that shit up next week. But <laughs> – yeah. Obviously I would say Andy Reid, but look at the divisions, man. It's too it's 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 yin it's completely different. You know what I mean? Uh, I just I'm out on the coaching staff. I'll be honest. Yeah. I'm I out on like the coaching the staff too. Yep. I, I don't like the scheme, but even if and they're not gonna do it because the Bears never do this, but even if they fired Eberflus and had an interim head coach, who's doing that on this staff? Is is it Getsy? Because I don't oh, know please, how no. like his play called. If, 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 uh, if they're going to get rid of Eberfluss, then they've got to get rid of all, uh, both coordinators yeah. for me. Because yeah. I, it's like a triangle of like, you know, the whole problem's like a triangle with M3, really. Um, and I, I I just, I mean, Getsy's got a lot to prove this, this game. This game, he's got to really sort of turn around that play calling. And, and also as well, like I said earlier, Michelle, it's just going to be interesting to see the difference between Eberfluss calling that defence 
uh, what Williams would be would have normally called it. So uh, that'd be interesting to see today. But man, yeah, I just it's just sort of there just don't seem to be any sort of no no guts. There just doesn't seem to be any fire. If you fire Eberflus, you're in a Jeff Saturday situation. That was what I Foster, that was exactly what I was gonna say next. Might as well get a guy to come out of the booth. Give me Greg Olson or somebody fucking out of the booth. Fuck I don't care. I don't care. We're, the season's lost if we you know if we're 0 and five. Let's say we lose this week to the Buccaneers, there's a real possibility. We lose the Chiefs the next week. I forget who we have. Uh, Washington, I believe. Washington, which like another game we could if we're 0 and 4, I mean Eberflus' seat is gonna be a thousand degrees Fahrenheit. This is the yeah. thing I don't think people are saying enough, which I listen, every coach is expected to win. They need to win for the job. I get it. But yeah. outside of the Chiefs, uh, Randy Reid's secure. Let's not forget that Todd Bowles and Rod Rivera are also on the hot seat coaching because they could be flipped out. So it's not like it's not like they're just rolling into to a Bucks team that isn't desperate as well. Right. The, the, yeah. the Bucks the Bucks barely squeaked by the Vikings. I know the Vikings look like a mess, but it wasn't. I, if anybody that watched that game, the Bucks, uh, it wasn't a pretty win. It wasn't. It wasn't spectacular. Yeah. So I think that they and you know they're going down into a swamp. I, I, I wish I could tell you that I think that's going to go well with the Chicago Bears, but if there's anybody that knows how to deal with swamp ass, it's the Bucks. It's not the Bears. So. <laughs> If you wanted to develop Justin Fields as a quarterback, you let the coach walk out the door and Brian Dable. That was the the coach to develop a quarterback. I I wanted Dable too, but I think as soon as as New York hired his guy, Shane, Mm -hmm. it it was inevitable. He was going there. He was going to go back with his guy and and run that team – uh, I, I just, you know, I mean, uh, for what it's worth, though, AC, he, they did bring – now, I've always – I'll say two things, talk out both sides of my mouth here, but I promise it makes sense. They did actually interview Joe Shane and Matt and Brian Dable uh, with this leadership group when they were looking for a coach and GM. My point stands that you just have to make an offer that they can't refuse. You just cannot let them walk out of the building. You just do what you can to keep them there. But yeah. with that being said, there were rumors that – they were already in Buffalo. They wanted to stay in New York. It was pretty much a foregone conclusion that they were signing with the Giants, going with the Maras. So it's tough to do that. But still, the impetus is on the Bears that if you have them in the building, you cannot let them walk out. You find you, you pay them whatever it is. You do whatever you can. And they didn't do it. I mean, that's another thing, too, is the Bears are not the Bears are not cash rich. They're not the poorest, but they're certainly not the Dallas Cowboys. They're not the they're not the Las Vegas Raiders. So. Um, they, they don't throw around money like crazy. And that's another thing, reason too why everybody's like fire flus. I don't think George McCaskey wants to pay Matt Eberflus for the next two years and not have him coaching. I, I, I wasn't a fan of the hire when it was announced because it was just kind of like, eh, you know, it's, it's Eberflus to me is just a guy, you know, yeah. he, he's not a guy. I mean, the Colts defense, I mean, really? Okay. <laughs> Tooch, I have to. I have to tell you. I'm not. The, I know we'll talk more about the Bucks, but I watched Mike North this week, and he made a joke at the beginning of, of the show with Aldo, where he's like, "I look like some form of Matt Eberflus," but I swear to God, I didn't go watch Mike Mike North. He looked like Matt Eberflus, which is to your point, <laughs> just a guy. He's got the same hair, the same receding line. <laughs> yeah, a seventy-year-old Matt Eberflus. Yeah, a seventy-year-old. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I mean, Matt. I mean, Matt Eberflus, he sort of looks like it uh, looks like one of them guys what sort of got got to a point of the company where he sort of like lower 
like media management and he's got like a nice company car and he's got like a nice settled life and you know just somebody who just likes to plod on you know what i mean it, like i was really hoping that we've got like uh, an offensive guy but just somebody who's sort of been there and done it just due to what you know what the club have gone through with Nagy, and it's been you know it has been quite turbulent over the last sort of five or six years um and it's just so sort of, everybody seems to be too comfortable. They all just look too comfortable in the jobs. They really Absolutely. do. Like, you know, and you've got to think about how many games we've lost in a row. You know, I, I mean, you can't put that all down to tanking and poor players. Some of it's got to be this 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 coaching staff's culture or or, or people upstairs to say, look, don't worry about it. you've got a, a two-year freebie, you know. We'll give you two years before we really start you know, giving you pressure about getting results, but man, I just, I just, I just hope today it's a bit of a turnaround game. And uh, even if we don't win, if we could just sort of see signs of improvement, uh, mm-hmm. you know, at least that could be something step forward. Well, the, the run defense of the Bears looked better than last year. They were terrible last year. Yeah, you know, the Texans and the Bears yeah, were two of the worst Andrew teams. Billings. Yeah, That's Andrew good. Billings stuffing it up the middle. Uh, 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 T.J. Edwards looks like a good ball player. Had a had a double digit tack- tackles, I think I lost count. But I just want to say uh, thank thank you to resident barroom guest Andrew Billings. Yeah, that guy played his heart out. Yes, he's a against beast. the Packers. He played his heart out. Yeah, and, we uh, just uh, like, like I said be, at the start, have... man. We held them to two point nine yards rushing. We got ourselves in favorable third down situations. We yeah. just didn't take advantage of it. Now, if you get if you're able to do that today in Tampa, I like our chances for Eberflus to fucking try something, anything. Blitz whoever your nickel corner is going to be. Blitz Eddie Jackson. Eddie Jackson, I've got his 39 jersey up in the closet, and he hasn't been the same since he switched numbers. I don't know what the deal is with him. Yeah. He looks like he can't cover. He looks like he's not a leader. He looks like, uh, I don't know, and we heard um, Brisker this week talking about the fans booing. Uh, Eddie Jackson said that last year or the year before. So th- these guys are upset that the fans are booing, but give us something to not boo. Like, we've been waiting for decades yeah. for a consistent winner, and we're not getting it. I come in here every week. Look at my wall back here. I'm working to make this room a Bears, Cubs, UK room, and and I'm not getting anything in return for my investment. Nothing. You're gonna you're gonna need a, a green screen like mine, a palatial estate. Uh, <laughs> oh, I thought image. that was your beautiful home in Iowa. There. I <laughs> Uh, I, I just, uh, I just kept thinking. Tucci's Ben's got really good. I kept thinking that that is a sign that I'm the bookies well, always win. Well. <laughs> I mean, I was going to ask you what Aldo's paying you because I'm not making nothing. No, Barroom pays well, Aaron. <laughs> no, uh, look, uh, last week uh, versus the Browns, the Bengals put up 114 yards of offense. The Bears put up 314 yards. I mean, week two teams tend to bounce back. Yeah, I mean, the Bengals are going to be all right. Are the Bears going to be all right? And that's what worries me. And week two is a big overreaction week as well. I mean, when you you and and you as a better, you know, all all the all the all that. Um, That's all I can uh, hang my hat on today is that teams that lose by double digits uh, week one win at about a 63 percent clip in week two or at least cover the spread 
uh, yeah. about a 63% clip the next week. So uh, that's what we can hang our hat. I mean, the, the, the Buccaneers are, are, are beatable, but the thing is that they're tough to run against. So that's what I said. Fields is going to have to run his game. Aaron, you said uh, beginning of the show, I was listening that uh, uh, we didn't run fields. We didn't try to get to some designed runs, or at least uh, he didn't tuck it and run. And a couple times last week, I said on on the Bear Their Soul show that uh, I could see the wheels spinning in his head because he had he had a, a, a open field to run, and he just was like, "Should I run?" And he didn't like the coach to say, "You know, you mm-hmm. don't run less this season because you know it's a long season. We don't want you injured, right. you know, whatnot." But uh, that's his game. I mean, let's just be honest; he's a running quarterback. You know, yeah. he's a running yeah, the, quarterback. The, the, he's he's uh, a Michael Vick, a Jalen Hurts type. You know, let the kid, if you know, if he, like like uh, Jordan said, if he gets past the defensive line, he's going to have room to run. And uh, but Jalen Hurts is struggling now. Yeah, with that. he's, he's struggling guy. now too. Yep. So what you what you need is a thrower with the run being the cherry on top. Yeah. But they had <laughs> forty eight dropbacks last week. 40 of those were just straight dropbacks. They didn't move yeah. the pocket. Yep. They didn't do anything to detour uh, yep. the Packers defense from moving out of theirs because they played 98% zone. I think they played one defensive snap that was man-to-man, and I'm, uh, that was probably the one where Jair Alexander blitzed and Fields gets out of it. But Claypool, not knowing what the fuck he's doing, is running yep. 30 yards down the field instead of – Filling in that his, spot, his man left him for the blitz. You have to stop. You're the hot read. Yeah, <laughs> I, know? I don't know. It's terrible. But, uh, uh, you know, yeah. I, I was I was a big uh, critic of the Trace Claypool acquisition. Yeah, you you know, it wasn't worth the, it wasn't worth the pick. I would have offered a fifth round pick yeah. for that guy, a fourth yeah. round at the most. Let but, the Packers have him. I don't care. Yeah, but you got to wonder if because. I know. And it almost feels like they talked about this on CHGO this week, which I don't, I hate Carm most of the time, but this week he had a good point. If you got a, if you got Shaq running the, running the court for you playing defense, you got to feed him the rock sometimes and let him get a couple dunks in him so he's feeling good. But with Claypool, block this play, block this play. Did he have a catch? Here's a screen. Oh, you dropped it. Block this. Like it, it's difficult. And it shouldn't be because he's a professional, but sometimes it's difficult to stay motivated and stay in the game. Yeah, his effort was absolutely embarrassing. It was disgusting. When you, so, uh, I think Tubby Smith used to say it, said it about a, a UK basketball player back in the day. Looks like Tarzan plays like Jane. That is Chase Claypool <laughs> to a T. The guy is 6'4, 240, built like a brick shithouse, 4'4 speed, but he's out here not not giving any effort whatsoever. And yep. we had attitude. Yeah, we had guys that which that's wide receivers all over. I mean, we're we're kind of seeing it out of Stefan Diggs and uh maybe a little bit of AJ Brown already. Uh the the, the guys that are upset that the, but DJ Moore, I mean he looked defeated on the sideline, but I never saw him going off on his quarterback. He probably feels terrible like fuck I I thought I was coming to a better quarterback situation, and now here I am getting two <laughs> targets. I mean, <laughs> welcome to Chicago, boy. Yeah, I mean, I, I I'll say this: I I'm curious to see what it looks like today because I do stand by that whole like swamp ass, and you know they're going to try to run the ball, but I do truly believe that 
I, maybe it's crazy, but I think that they're just going to like forcefully try to overcorrect, which yeah. means that <laughs> I, think, I think that they're going to come yeah, out. Yeah, I do. I, I think that seems, that seems hot enough for some overcorrection, Jordan. That's what Coach I'm saying. Hot seats. <laughs> and trying to tell Fields to throw like 50 yards of pop. Like, oh, hey, we're not doing screens anymore. We just want you to just lob him out there. Trust DJ Moore to go up and get a bucket for you. I Now, whether he's going to have the time or not is a different story. But right. I'm telling you, I think they're going to try to go back to that Detroit Lions game his rookie year where he was just bobbing him to, to Darnell Mooney. I think that's going to be the game plan. Well, with, uh, with them if they blitzing, do that, they're not the coaches for this team. Right. With, with, <laughs> they do, with, if, right? Yeah, but I don't think they're the coaches for this, too. That's what I said. I, I said well, well, 100% certainty, though. Now, yeah. you know. And this is for you, gentlemen. This is for the chat, too. Like, the Bears are forever going to be perpetually frustrating. So, and that's okay. <laughs> so you can either choose to be angry or just try to find some levity. Try to find some laughter. Yeah. And that's, that's what I'm trying to do. Sorry, Aaron. Yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt you. <laughs> no, it's it's fine. I mean, we're all we're all in the same boat, man. We all just want this team to be good. We want DJ Moore to not to think maybe PJ Walker was better than the guy he's got now. We saw PJ Walker. He didn't do shit here. He's but, like, well, uh, shit, at least PJ Walker threw me a ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but uh, I just I wanted to and, say that. Uh, a couple times, you know, we had some play action uh, uh, bootlegs or waggles or play action, whatever, and the Packers were all over it because that's Getzy's the Packers playbook. I mean, come on. We ran right? a play action naked boot and Braxton <laughs> yeah. Jones. I know Skonks is the president of his fan club. You can call me the VP. I love that guy too. But, buddy, you have got to put a fucking hand on somebody. He didn't even touch nice. the, the defensive ends like, I'm not going to get touched. Okay, I'll just go yeah. hit the quarterback. Let's find the quarterback. Thank yep. you. I wish you. I wish you guys could have seen the last. I'm not kidding. It was like an hour of a comedy show watching JT O'Sullivan's video. He was fucking great. He like yeah. Braxton Jackson. Yeah. Braxton Jones over here doing bear bear jacks. Beat. Yeah. Beat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I went through and watched that, and it was an hour long, and I watched every second of it. I I. I I subscribed to his YouTube channel that day. <laughs> not only that, I love the way he broke down the issues with the scheme. He he's, he's like, you got two guys over here running the same route, ending up in the same spot. Obviously, either someone's running the wrong route or you got morons calling these plays. I don't know which one it is. But no, with, just, this, go ahead, with this team blitzing, I know you said they're probably going to try and overcorrect and throw bombs, but with this mm -hmm. team blitzing, I really would like to see EQ elevated today and run some screens. I mean, you got Roshan that can do it all. We've already said it. You got Herbert that can do it all. We've already said it. DJ Moore, we watched him take a 65-yard screen pass to the house in the preseason. You got – I just don't understand – you know the pieces you have. Take advantage of it. And we've said it all today. Iberflus has to be coaching for his job. I looked up the Tampa weather forecast. The hourly, there's a 40% chance of rain at noon and a 40% yep. chance of rain at 1, and then it's supposed to be mostly cloudy after that. It'll so clear up, yep. Even if you get a slow mm. first half where you're trying to run the ball and grind out yards, shout out Roshan Johnson, the second half, maybe that defense starts to creep up a little bit, and then you look for the long ball. As long as 
you have time, which is another thing. Justin Fields, are you starting to see ghosts in the pocket? Or what's why are you missing these down the field reads? What is the what is the issue? I know last year you probably have trouble trusting this offensive line after last year, where he was probably the most sacked quarterback. I'm just throwing that off the top of my head. Uh, and it's just a guess, but he's probably the most sacked quarterback. So he's he has trust issues. I mean, it's like if you're dating a girl that cheats on you every weekend, are you gonna <laughs> trust her and ask her to marry you, or are you gonna like? look at where her location is on her phone on the weekends, you know, like what's that? What? <laughs> see my wife. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing is that's, that's why fields has the, like I said, he's got a lot of warts built up on him and I'd love to act like you can just shake those off or freeze them off, but it doesn't, it doesn't work like that. Um, so, I mean, I wish him nothing but the best, but I, I, I know this game's going to be interesting. I think that uh, the problem is that we're talking about all this blitz-heavy stuff. Just to be very clear for, for the chat and everybody else, I'm like a big Brian Flores fan. They man blitz a lot, which means that everybody's a man. I've mm-hmm. often said, like, I love Brian Flores. I would, And I said that the, the Vikings would blank the Bears. I still kind of believe that. But the, the danger of a man blitz is that Fields, a guy like Fields can run. And right. with defenders having their back to Fields, he it's a field day. He can, pun intended, he can run all over the place. With the Bucks, it's all zone blitz. Zone blitzes. It's all zone. So eyes are on fields. Good luck if you want to try to run. Good luck trying to bob it over our heads because we're watching you the whole time. <laughs> like it's it's gonna be tough. Uh, and then as far as the offensive line, I Tristan Wirfs looks fantastic at left tackle. So I mean, the, I heard the opposite. I heard like he looks okay. Uh, uh, I, I liked it. I, I, I know I loved Cody Mock in the draft, and they've got him playing, I think, right guard for them. Yeah, and Luke Kadecki is next to him. At right and you tackle. loved him in the draft. Loved, <laughs> loved him. <laughs> loved Logan Hall, too. So, I mean, yeah. I think that – but this is, again, a process thing. Tristan Wirfs looks good. Looks, I mean, tell you what, he let's even if you didn't love the way he looked, I liked the way he looked. He's definitely their best offensive lineman. So, like, process, you should probably move – Yannick Ngakwe away from their best offensive lineman to yeah. see if maybe you could capitalize on your $10 million man. Yeah, and you got young see. guys on the right side. As much as we like Gadecki and Mock, they're, one's a rookie, one's a second-year player. So, so uh, now let's see if that happens. I'm going to go ahead and take the under. I don't think that – I think Yannick <laughs> probably plays over Tristan Wirfs, but uh, <laughs> let's see. Makes sense, man. Well, I mean, we're we're it's it's eleven twenty Eastern here. Um, we've got uh, Goon Fantasy coming up in like twenty minutes, so let's get into this. Um, give me your uh, score prediction. Give me a bold prediction and a Bears MVP. I'll start with you, Chris, and then I'll go this way. I always do that backwards. Jordan Tooch, and then I'll finish this out. All right, so cool, we started cool. to say. I mean, I, 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 who's, <laughs> sorry, so who started, Jordan? Or was it me? <laughs> yeah, it was Chris, Chris, then Jordan, then Tooch, then me. All right, cool, cool. I'd have to admit, from from processing this last week and and and, uh, and sort of watching all the shows on the network, and I I, I think we're going to lose, and I hate saying that because. I just, I, it just seems such a foreign concept in my fandom to say they're going to lose, but I just think they've got so many things that are wrong 
But I just can't say how it's going to get fixed up in one game. And I don't think the ta- I don't think the ta- Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to sort of hammer us. But I just I just don't see that offense changing around and, and making the changes we need to make to, to to sort of really swing it. So I'd say I'm going to go 21 to the Bucks, 14 to the Bears. I'm hoping that our running backs still, you know, still play really well. I want the rookie to be our MVP. But um, yeah, I, I think with the heat and also as well, we're wearing them bloody horrible orange kits as well, which I can't stand. I so like that's me. another thing for me to moan about. The fucking horrible. It's just yeah. too much orange, man. Um, so uh, yeah, just uh, I just thought that. I mean, I just thought. To just change things around and we see you know some sort of positivity and some sort of eye game plan and so I just want us to get an identity really. We don't seem to have much of an identity apart from we just lose games. So I'd love to us to change that identity a bit and, and grow as a team. But yeah, uh I'll be doing shouts as well. My shout is to you guys. Yeah. Um best best thing for me, best part of my week is having a chat with you boys. Uh, so it's always great to come on and, and talk football. Uh, just like to say hello to everybody in the chat. Thank you again for your continued support. And it's always cool to see Tooch when he pops in. I kept thinking, man, Tooch is doing well in his life. Look at that background. I thought, yes, I'm about to get into his sort of gambling, gambling business. Uh, but yeah, it's always joy to talk about talk bears you. And uh, yeah, I hope we get a victory, but I just can't see it this moment in time. Mm. Go ahead, Jordan. Of course, Izzy, help me out. It's shout outs, uh, bold prediction, bold prediction of what score, score prediction, and, a, and an MVP. If you got okay, one. so score prediction 31 bucks, 21 bears, or 24 bears, regardless. I have the bucks winning by about a touchdown, seven to ten points. Uh, MVP, I'm gonna go with DJ Moore. Um, I, it's part of that that sense of trying to forcefully overcorrect is they're just going to feed him the ball. And right now he's not showing me anything to believe that he doesn't know what to do with the ball in his hands. And yeah. he also knows this Bucks team pretty well. Um, so I'll go there. And then the bold prediction is that I think Eddie Jackson robs Baker of one. Um, and then, I mean, bold prediction, but not really, is Ro- Roshan Johnson looks fantastic like he always does and looks like he's never given the, the job, starting job back. Um, that's that. And then shout-outs to you fellas always. Uh, like I said, I cannot say it enough. If you are into betting, putting your putting your money on sports, there's no better place to go than John Santucci and his crew over there, Weekend Sports Bets. Um, AC, C-Dub, thank you so much for always having me. I appreciate you putting up with my doom and gloom uh, feelings <laughs> about this this moribund franchise. That <laughs> um, but And then, of course, we wouldn't be doing this if we didn't have you all in chat. So, chat, thank you for joining yeah. putting up with me putting up with the crew here a kind of a messy show today but sometimes you just gotta rinse and shake all that shit off all right. and, uh, yeah, we're excited to watch the bears today i'll have my top 10 takeaways throughout as i always do and um, hopefully it doesn't get flushed down the toilet like last week with the bears or with the with the packers but we'll go from there thank you gentlemen yeah. all right go ahead Zeke. yeah i got a second that shout out chat room has been fantastic today great comments there's like 75 people here at one point or another uh, and then uh, thanks for the uh, uh, tip to watch Barum Sports Betting Tips, you know, for yeah. weekend sports betting tips. Uh, could you could use some people in the chat room, download your DraftKings or Fando if your state allows it, and then uh, jump in, chat, ask us your questions. 
Uh, that's every Friday night at 7 Central. So, uh, look, I don't like the Bears' offensive line's matchup versus the Bucks' defensive line. Uh, it's been hard to run against them. Uh, if, if the Bears are going to win, they have to throw. Justin Fields is going to have to make some plays. Uh, TJ Hawkinson had a pretty big game against the Buccaneers last week. So I like Chris Cole, uh, Cole Komet to uh, have a decent game in this one. It, it's been Justin Fields' guy in the past. So I'm going to mm-hmm. say uh, Cole Komet gets in the end zone for a touchdown. Uh, that's my bold prediction. And then uh, <laughs> the over-under for this game is uh, – the, the, the total for this game uh, is 41. So I'm going to uh, – I, I Bears – Bears totals over have been money makers. So I'm going to say the score is Bucks 23, Bears 20. Uh, it's going to be a close game. I think, uh, you know, the, uh, the Buccaneers struggled versus the Vikings. Right. I mean, they, they uh, Vikings lost that game. I don't, I'm not sure that the Buccaneers won the game as much as the Vikings, you know, turned the ball over. Kirk Cousins had, uh, had interceptions. Uh, that's always a good bet. Kirk Cousins over one half interception per game. You bet that every week you're going to probably come out ahead. But uh, it's just me. <laughs> Kirk Cousins over one interception. Yeah, uh, yeah but uh, uh, the Bears, uh, this is uh, – uh, I-, I think we're going to be 0-3 after the first three weeks. And I thought we mm-hmm. I thought we had a, a good chance to be 2-1 and because I, I don't think we ha- – we're not going to have much of a chance uh, in Kansas City, uh, especially not with Chris Jones and Travis Kelsey back. So uh, if the Bears are going to make some noise, they got to do it uh, Do it tonight or today. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I'll finish this off. Um, first off, if you're in the chat, if you wouldn't mind, hit the like. Uh, maybe share with your friends. I know today we had a bit of a complaint session, but Bears are in a bad place. Bears fans are in a bad place. Uh, like I said, I listened to several podcasts through the week, and they didn't even turn the page on to Tampa until maybe yesterday. So all, uh, it's all over. It's not just here at the barroom where we're, we're struggling to get behind this team. We love this team, and all we want to do is see them succeed. Um, with that being said, um, I have to go. Bears got their backs against the wall. They got to come out swinging. Bears get the dub today. Uh, I think it's 24-21 Bears, uh, my MVP. A lot of people have already said it. Um, I want to say Roshan, but I'm going to say it has to be Justin Fields. If you win this game, Justin Fields has to show improvement and he has to show that he's uh, able to get the ball to the right spot. And he's going to have to run around a little bit. Uh, Getsy, you're going to have to get creative with your play calling against this blitzing, this zone blitzing defense. We got to see effort out of the players on the field as well. I mean, we can't have guys missing blocks or blocking their own guy or any of that trash that we saw last week. I think after a long, I'm sure they had a long tape session last week with this with this coaching staff. I don't know if they do, that, but uh, I know in high school the tape, the, the looking over the tape from the last week was was never a fun day for some guys, and I'm sure it wasn't fun for those guys. Uh, but but I I just got to believe that they come out with their backs against the wall, uh, and I know we don't have a long history of winning with these orange uniforms or orange jerseys, but it's 90 degrees down there. So that's why they got the orange on. Um, I just, I think they've got to get the win. Uh, Shout out to everybody in the chat. Um, Shout out to you guys for coming on with us. Uh, KB, I tried to call him and text him and stuff. I don't know if he worked a full shift or if he's at work, maybe he's on a call Mm -hmm. or something. 
morning because he wasn't able to get with us. We definitely miss you, KB, and I'm sure you'll be back next week, hopefully for a Bears win, and we can talk about uh, Andrew Billings trying to help shut down the Chiefs offense. Um, uh, but uh, that'll be a that's a that's a tough call for sure. Um, Stay right here to the Ballroom Network uh, where the goon and Adam will help you get your fantasy lineup set. Um, Tooch, are yep. you going to be on that show with them as well? I will be there. Yeah, so so those guys will help you if you've got injuries. Like last week, I had Mark Andrews down, so oh. I, had to, I had to try to find yeah. someone to put in his place, and uh, uh, definitely they'll help you out with that. Um, and also um, de- uh, out uh, – John Buffon will come on at halftime and after the game and and tell you uh, how we yep. look in the first half and how we look after the game. That's always yep. a, a good time if the Bears, whether they win or lose, you get good you get good stuff out of uh, out of Buffon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the uh, uh, it's Johnny Buffon. Uh, Dan, is it Danny Shimon? No. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yep. Danny and uh, uh, Coach yeah. T. Coach yep. T. Yep. Yeah, I definitely tuned in last week after that debacle against Green Bay. I and just then wanted there, to see what there's they a, a show after the game too. I think right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's all the. That's, that's right. That's right. Who's, on, who's the Who's the post game show? I forget. Same people. It's uh, Same people. Okay. Danny T. Coach and, and John. Okay. Yeah. So stay tuned right here. The Barroom Network's got you covered from top all to bottom. Today from kickoff to the wee hours into the morning, uh, however bears are, however bears fans are feeling, uh, when those are tied screen and NFL red zone on the other and the bears game, you know, other, (laughs) (laughs) I think I, I think I might quad screen today. I, 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 I went in and, uh, and paid for the Sunday ticket. So I think I'm going to have uh Bengals Ravens on one screen. I'll have the bears game on another screen. Uh, I'll figure it out the other two after that. But there's a lot of good games on at 1 o'clock. So if this game gets sloppy and ugly, uh, I mean, I, I'd hate to tell you to turn off the Bears, but it might it might end up being a game where you turn off the Bears. On a Bears podcast, AC, for God's sake. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Watch the Bears all the time and then come back here next week and we'll talk about it and we'll talk about uh, the daunting task of taking on uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, but we'll get out of here for this week, and uh, we'll just leave everybody with a bear down. Bear down, everybody. Bear down. Bear down.